Hello and welcome to Desi Sportscast. Uh, this is the first part of our interview with Mr. Rohan Sharma, owner of the Orisha FC Indian Super League Club. Uh, Nevin and I um, had a brilliant time speaking to him. Hopefully that will come across and Rohan was kind enough to extend the time. And so we've turned it into a two-part um, podcast second part will be coming out in a couple of days i really hope you enjoy this uh, first episode to the show how are you today I'm doing, I'm doing great, Bharat. You know, I'm indoors. I'm safe. I'm healthy. I can't complain during these times. I have my nice cup of coffee. I'm excited to talk to an Odisha fan in UK. You are the first overseas Odisha FC fan I've ever spoken to in my life. So this is a very historic day for me, even. You're with me, of course, with my co-host, uh, Nevin. Nevin, hello. How are you uh, back home in uh, Chennai? I, for one, I want to be cranky. I don't want to say that everything is fine, I'm healthy and all. I'm really, 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 uh, you know, sad that I can't get out of the house now. It's been a while. I've been inside the house since March 15th and I live alone. So I'm like, I don't want to be positive. <laughs> I want to sit and cry in this episode. I think the key is I'm busy, man. I mean, I'm still, I've, I've, even though I can't play football or watch my team do football, I'm still doing my scouting. I'm using this time to research heavily into my team, into other teams. So that's why I keep a little busy. But I know I miss going outside too. I miss going to restaurants. I miss seeing my friends. But, yeah. you know, I'm used can't to not being in Odisha. In Odisha, you can't do much in Odisha. So I'm, of course, I've been doing this yeah. for six months. So I've been doing, I'm used to it now at this point. This is just an extended lockdown for you. Yeah, 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 for me. <laughs> I mean, it's not bad. I, 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 um, it, I mean, obviously, I would like to, I was hoping to start a lot of things in this summer period. I mean, we, we have a big, we had a very big grassroots program starting up with bringing the boys in from Delhi who are part of our youth academies. And the idea was to set up the residential academy in Kalinga and all this stuff. And now that's kind of been on hold. I was very disappointed because our under-18 team was doing really well in the I-League Elite League. We had two yeah. of the top, two top scores are from our, our boys and Rishab Nakshuna, and I was really hoping to at least win it. It's been a very nice trophy to win in our, you know, third year of doing this program, and it was, you know, after all the effort we had put in, and I'm sure Rishab and Nakshuna are very disappointed. They can't even, you know, get their trophy at the end of the year for Golden Boot. Um, and so, you know, I mean, it's a, that part is a little sad, but mm -hmm. uh, other than that, you know, it's. For my transfer purposes, it's great. I was able to use my instat a lot more, and I was able to do a lot more research than I would have had in the past. But you know, for the, on the grassroots level, and for like you know what we we're trying to do, it would have been it would have been nice to have this ongoing. How do you rate the last season? It had its highs, it had its lows. At some point, uh, uh, Odisha was sort of favorites. Uh, be I at least take that fourth place in the playoffs. What happened? And are you satisfied with the season? Considering this was also the first season you played in Odisha at a different space, you had a lot of home matches somewhere else. So how do you rate last? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every season you don't win, it's always a down season for me. I, I you know, it's funny because there, <laughs> it's a very interesting point because obviously, you know, we all go into season wanting to win this trophy. I mean, nobody, even us, even though we have young players, we always, always mentality of every part of our team 
top to bottom is you got to get that trophy. I don't care if you're 19, if you're 26, if you're 35, you have to win the trophy. Um, I was pleased to see that, okay, compared to the last two seasons in Delhi, the team did a lot better. Uh, we had a little more, you know, reception in the, in the stadium than we had in the past. Uh, you know, it was, it, it was also bittersweet because I was so damn close to the top four. And um, if I don't, I know that in the, you know, I listened to your podcast with the juggernauts and, and, and Obarat and the juggernauts were saying, you know, if we didn't play the Pune games, I, I actually think what really hurt us was Ari Don going down. If Ari didn't go down in the Bangalore game, I mean, it could have been a lot different. But, but my, my, my feeling about that was if you couldn't beat – I mean, we also lost to Goa ATK in Bangalore. And if you can't beat those teams, then we didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. I mean, if, to put it as bluntly as possible, yeah. I mean, if you want to be the best, you have to beat the best. And if we couldn't right. do that, even with Anu coming back and all this – Anu coming to the team, it just it, – it, it, doesn't sit right with me if we had gone that way and lost through those three games and losing the first round of playoffs badly. I wouldn't have liked that. I would have liked that even less. So on the plus side, a lot of our boys came into the spotlight. Jerry had a wonderful, wonderful year. Shubham came in. Gorov got his legs underneath him a little bit. Arshdeep came in, got his legs underneath him a little bit. It was a good year for a lot of the younger boys. I just wish with the talent we had up front, we could have gone to the top four. But like I said, we, had, we couldn't have lost to Bangalore twice. We couldn't have lost to Goa twice. You couldn't have drawn and lost to ADK. That, that mm-hmm. to me is like, okay, then, you know, if we couldn't do that, then we, those teams we probably weren't ready yet. But, you know, it was a good start for a new team. I'm glad the fans came out. I'm glad the fans got a relationship with the team. But next year, you know, we're gunning for that trophy yet again, and we're going to have to get it. I have to ask you about Onwu because when the sign... Yeah, please. Uh, when the signing was announced, all of us were like a little confused. <laughs> There's a striker who can't score goals and you're trying yeah. to replace a striker who was phenomenal in the first half of the season with someone who can't right, score. Right. But, you know, uh, credits to you, he turned, he turned into a prolific striker himself. It was like all he needed was a, a, a move from Bangalore to Odisha to bring out his best. What, what, what transpired in that whole transfer and how pleased were you with the onwards output? So- I will give it to you. I'll give you the whole story, Nevin, because yeah. it's a very good story. And I can't take credit for the Anwu thing. That's 100% Coach Kambaos was his baby. Um, we liked Anwu in the beginning. I know Anwu, we liked him at the beginning of the like, – pre- before the season started, he was one of our list of players we liked. Mm-hmm. Um, but after what happened in Bangalore, it kind of, you know, obviously things fell off. When Aridan went down, we were looking so hard to find a striker. And we were first thinking, should we bring him from Europe? Blah, blah. And we decided, no, every time you get someone in from Europe and start the training and get the visa, it wouldn't have worked out. So Coach Gambao and I were talking. And we came down really to two players. One was Anu and one was uh, uh, Marcos uh, from East Bengal. I forget his last name. Okay. He was the other striker. Now, yeah. I was pro Marcos because he actually was sco- scoring for East Bengal. Mm-hmm. And Coach was Anu for Anu. And I was like, Coach... If we sign Anwu, everybody's going to mock us. We're going to think we're crazy because we had just signed Ari. After Ari Dan was like the bone boot kind of guy. Mm. And I was like, Anwu, I don't know, are we sure about this? And coach was like, trust me, Rohan, he's going to do fine with us. And I said, he can, he can play our game. He can play this. And I said, okay, coach, I trust you. And I think that speaks to two levels. One was Coach Gambao's belief in players in the system, which was good. And second, if I could be less humble, is you, know, you, you got to believe your coach. If you don't trust in your coach in football, you're not going to ever get anywhere. And, and uh, 
uh, in anywhere in football because you have to, when the chips are down, you got to pick back the guy you picked, no matter what the cost. And, I, and I, that's what I did with Coach Gabalks. I respect him so much and what he meant to the team. And, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to trust Coach Gabal and let's move ego. I'm going to let it go with him. And that's pretty much what it was. It was, a five, it was the only, we had one lunch at Mayfair and Bubonation. We just talked about it. At the end of it, I said, okay, we're going to rock and roll with you, man. And so that's how we got, that's why I like about our club is we have that closeness where we, if you, someone says something or we have the players, even if you have a bad game, we're always going to back you up at the end of the day because, you know, we're all a family. So that's what it was. And that's all coaches come about credit. I can't take any credit for that. That was his thing. I just supported him. I said, all right, let's just do it. <laughs> let's, we'll do it. Take the risk. And so it turned out okay. It turned, it turned, okay. It turned out great. Um, I'm very happy with Anu. I mean, I love Anu. I would love to bring either Anu or Aridan back to the club, if mm-hmm. not both. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing with Anwu is I have to make sure the coach I hire is he fits the system yeah. because I don't want I while I Anwu means a lot to the club and he's a great man and he and he's and he loved Risha which was good too. Um, yeah. I just don't want to make the mistake because strikers are like very sacred cows or sacred mm-hmm. like uh, bullets in 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 in, in the football especially in the ISL. Okay. We don't want to have one who's misfiring and as much as I love Anwu, I have to make sure he fits the system. Uh, correctly before I sign up, but I've I've been in talks with both strikers. Um, I'm sure one of them is going to definitely come next year. Uh, it's just a question of which one, and if not both. Um, but uh, you know, both of them are great guys, and I, I love them both equally. Is is that a suggestion that you are looking for a coach who can continue the system with, especially with uh, Gambao? I think uh, all the players I've talked to in Odisha, they've all been very happy with the fact that. This is a team that trusts young Indians. Even Ashdeep said that in the interview. So, what is your priority for the next coach? Or are you now saying, okay, enough with the whole development process. We need to win win titles now. So, we don't mind sacrificing our ideology a little. And No, no. I don't think it has to be like that, actually, Nevin. Because everybody I've talked to, I've found mm-hmm. all my interviews. I've interviewed 35 coaches. Not 35, 30 coaches. 30 mm-hmm. coaches. I think about 27 of the 30 have said, I'm happy with the squad you have. I've watched all the games. You guys can compete to the next level. You're not that far away from Bangalore. You're not that far away from ATK. You're not that far away from Goa. Um, and I think just because you have a young squad doesn't mean you can't win trophies. And I think I, I like to model myself after Ajax or, or maybe to some extent, because the Spurs to some degree, when they, they have the kids they bring up and they play them. Um, even Chelsea this year, as they're yeah. doing stuff like that. And I, I think it's, it's, it's something that we have to do. And I, I don't want to sacrifice that ideology because I've invested so much time into this. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe in my boys. I, I, I wouldn't have you know, kept them or selected them or you know, if I didn't believe in mm-hmm. um, the coach that we, but what I'm trying to stay away from is a, a coach who's too in love with his own system, right? I want a right. coach who can build a system around the boys we have, not just, okay, it's going to be this approach, possession game, and you have to follow that because not all our players can do that. And I felt that, okay, we, not that our players can't do it. I just felt like there were some kind of gaps in, in certain ways we played the game, especially defensively. Mm-hmm. And I want my coach to kind of build a system around the boys that we Got have. Because we have a core now. We have our core. Gora, Sajid, um, Shabum, um, Arshdeep, uh, Vineet, Jerry, Nanda, Daniel. These are going to be our boys for the next at least three years. And if not, hopefully longer. And now it's time that we have the core. Now that I've signed a lot more young, uh, let me see how many, I'll tell you the number. I won't tell you the number, the players I've signed, but I'll tell you about one, two, three, four, five, eight, nine, ten players wow. already. And they're all young guys. And 
and it's basically all right. Okay, so how we how how can we build you know the foundation further? I don't think next season I would probably buy as many young players anymore um, mm-hmm. because I have I felt after this this transfer window I have I've got a lot of good players and now I have yeah. depth because one of the errors I made last year I didn't give the team enough depth and right. this year I'm very excited to see how our preseason unfold I, I'm really excited to see how our practices unfold because I was talking to one of the coaching candidates. Um, Yesterday, a huge discussion, about an hour and 45 minutes we were talking. And uh, I was saying, you know, I want to bring 50 of our boys, the, the first team squad, the kids we have in Aspire, and our, some of the stars of the under-18 team. And I just want you to have like a Hunger Games kind of battle royale where you just pick of these like 45, wow. 50 boys, who you want on this team. And whether we don't have a reserve team or loan them out to I-League Division Two, I-League uh, uh, One, Something I want, but I want you to see everybody. You have a holistic view of the club from under 18 to aspire to the thing. We have a lot of depth and we have a lot of good, young, talented kids now. And I'm just excited to see how they're going to play, how they're going to practice it. I think it's going to be a lot of competition in the squad this year. In the past, it was like who you sign is it, is going to probably plug and play. Even Jerry might have a lot of competition this year. I know Vinice might have a lot of competition this year. Um, uh, our chief is not competition this year, so it's just we're gonna try to make everybody stronger on the team by having more and more competition in this team, and I think that's the key thing: this competition. Because I want our practices to feel like regular games. That when you're playing on our practices now, it's I don't want just because you're Jerry and I love you, I don't want that to be your your written in stone. You are guaranteed starting. I want it to be that no matter what Fight happens, you're looking behind your back. Yeah. You know, because I don't want there to be any guaranteed spots. If someone turns out to be very, very good in practice, we maybe plug, plug them in. And you yeah. know, Nevin, the way the league is scheduled, we'll have to do a lot of rotation anyways because oh, we have games where you play three games in a week. And mm-hmm. there's going to be a point where you need to have Nanda is tired or Jerry is tired or Benin's tired, and I can put one of my new boys in and they can just plug in and back to there's no drop off from that level. You think so that was a was focus on. Do you think that was a challenge last year where you didn't have enough squad depth where some, sometimes yeah. it felt like Jerry did fade a little bit? Yeah, 100%. 100% I think that, and that was on me. Uh, I know we, when, like, when Nanda went down for a couple of games, at one of the more crucial parts, we're putting Daniel as a winger, and Daniel's not a winger. I mean, he did his best. He tried what he could do. But Daniel's a four. He's a number nine. You, you can't, right. you know. I, it was just the way we, we, we just didn't have the right people in the system, in our our, our players, uh, on our on our team, to really kind of uh, to play the position we want. Like Romeo, I love uh, Romeo's a great guy, but for some reason, uh, Coach and Romeo couldn't get the system in, in the same tandem with each other. Even though he's a good kid, I mean, a great teammate, never did anything wrong, despite the fact he was getting game matches. It was just that it wasn't a fit, so that's what Daniel had to come in. And so that was the issue, and we didn't have depth. Now I have four or five. I've signed four or five wingers in itself, so. You know, and I'm trying to sign one more today. So I'm trying to get at least so you have that depth of, of players and they can compete. And the good thing is, one of the other things, all the boys know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of create that more of that family aspect, which is important. But yeah, depth killed us last year. We needed depth. We didn't have enough depth in the club. Bharat, do you want to come in? I don't know if my audio is any better. Can you hear this me? Is, this is, yeah, fine. Yeah, it's better. Right, I sorted it. Now, that was a fascinating conversation that I didn't want to interrupt because mm-hmm. it was getting, I was getting such an insight about my club from the owner. So you can't get it better than that. And <laughs> the amount of detail, it just, um, you know, reinforces my view about what great ownership we have got. And that's the view I got from the juggernauts when I spoke to them last week and just reinforced my uh, 
decision to support the uh, club because it has a lot of similarities with my own uh, beloved Leicester City in terms of the interaction between yourself. Uh, what you said uh, in the uh, conversation you just had with Nevin and the detail and the plans you've got um, were, you know, really inspiring to hear and really good to hear as well as a supporter. Yeah, I'm glad. Okay. I appreciate it. I, I mean, yeah. What's up, Nevin? No, it's just, you know, you, I don't want to interrupt. No, please. Well, for me, oh, what I was going to say at the, at the start was that obviously um, it's not every day that you can go and speak to you, the owner of the, the club that you support and just wanted to give a background so everybody knows that this was my first ISL season that I covered on the podcast. And um, we had this conversation, Nevin and I, on the podcast as to who I should follow. And he gave me a couple of options, to be fair to him. Uh, but when he started telling me about Orisha and how the club is made up and uh, how you're supporting uh, young talent, long, young Indian talent. There was um, no real choice, really. And I'm so glad I made it. And I agree with you. I think uh, because we had so many away games at the start, that made a difference. Uh, but I thought we had a really good season looking from the UK. And um, it was, you know, really heartening to see the uh, fans really coming to the stadium and, um, what did you think before you moved to Orisha about the fan base and the potential? Uh, I, I want to actually give you something, Brad, because I, before I get into that question, I want, so you brought up a good point about how we played our games outside Pune, uh, in, in Pune for the first few games. You know, the interesting thing about that, even though at first we told the news to the players, there was a lot of, you know, people didn't want to do that because your family's already in Odisha and you're just trying to set things up. But you know what the interesting thing is? That experience actually brought everybody very close together. Um, I was, you know, I was telling one of the coaches yesterday, I was interviewing, I was like, you know, the fascinating thing is of my four years of being involved in the ISL, even the, the good season with Zambrota in Delhi, when we had Marcelino killing it and Flo killing it and, and Godze killing it and Team Maluda. Zimbrota, this, was the, this was the closest I've seen a team, honestly. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying because it's a, a platitude. I remember we had, our, we had a team dinner at the, end of the, uh, at the end of the season. We all got together. And everything was like, really sad. And everybody was like, you know, very emotional from coach from the Marcos to Zisco to to Ari on everybody and even the play. it was a very sentimental thing and it was just that we became very close because we had a lot of hardships. It was the first year and and it was just that that bonded us together because we were all in the forge together kind of thing. You know, I was down there, Ashish was a, my my former CEO was down there. Uh, we were all just together and it created a lot of bonding within the team and I think that as a as a team, we're very, very, very close. And I think that's why even this year, our players are speaking more positively. Even though they've been with some of them with me, like Benit has been there for three years, Nana's been there for three years. They've spoken more positive about it this year than any other year because it was a lot, everybody was a lot closer. And um, I think it had to do with, now going back to you with the fans, I think one of the biggest, uh, I won't say it was a concern because typically, Bharat, I realized that small, smaller market cities in India tend to have a more passionate fan base. Not to say that they don't get that in the bigger cities. I'm sure, I mean, the, the brigade in Mumbai is good and in Delhi, how did we get a small but passionate fan base? Uh, but I think it, it, it spreads out to the city more. Like, I'll give you an example. When I was leaving from Odisha to go back to Dubai, because my family lives there, um, this, when I was going to security, the security who was pat patting me down was asking me about if Ari Don or Anu was going to come back next. Just in the middle of my security <laughs> wow. check. And I, we were in the mall. I remember every time I used to go to the mall, 
I would go to Cinnabon and they would, they would, people would stop me and say, Rohan, sir, can you have this picture? Rohan, sir, can we have a selfie? And it was like, or it was like things like that. Where I, said, I never had that in Delhi. Um, to me, that it, it's easier to kind of relate when you have a smaller park and everything is so close by. You can reach out more and you can really make more of an impact with the fans that you have in your city. And that's why I became close with Juggernauts because it was just like a, they were around. Odisha is not a big state. Uh, even Bhubaneswar in itself is a city. Everything is about, the longest thing is 20 minutes of the drive from one end to end. It's just, it's so, so close. Everybody knew we were based in Kalinga. You just stepped outside and we just tried our best to relate with the fans more. I was very, when I knew it was different, it was actually when the team first came from the preseason to Bhubaneswar in the airport and it was a mob of people outside. I, I wasn't there, but I had my uh, head of grassroots down there named Akash. He was recording it for me. And it was just crazy amounts of people. The juggernauts were screaming every name, every player who came outside. He would scream. They would scream the name on like a microphone, on a megaphone. Sorry, they said this and number nine, Ari Don, <laughs> and Santana's coming. And then everybody go ah, and everybody was cheering in the thing. And it was a huge thing, and I couldn't believe it. I never seen it. Even Coach Cabal, you know, he called me. He said, like, I couldn't believe the reception you got. He was, I'm so surprised. He said the media was everywhere. It was a big thing, and that, to me, is one of the beautiful things about Odisha is that I can. I'm able to spread my wings more. I'm able to reach out more to the fans. I'm able to engage with them more. In Delhi, everybody's so spread out. It's from one end to, if you go to Noida, there's some in, in different pockets. And it was a big of a, and of course, the traffic being the traffic, it's just hard to do as much in the city. But Odisha, I'm having so much ease of doing things and relating more to the fans. That's why I'm, I'm sure why the juggernauts kind of <laughs> like me because I'm, able, I'm, more, I'm more accessible than I was in Delhi. And it was, things were a little bit easier. So, yeah, I mean, I'm loving – I love the fact that the fans – I love the fact that the city is behind us. That, to me, is beautiful. When you go to the stadium, whether it's the Viking clubs, whether it's the noise, um, whether you go to a mall or a restaurant or a hotel, people in the concierge of the hotel are asking you when you step in, oh, we saw the game. This was so good. It was amazing. Like, it's like a, it feels like you're owning a football club finally. I mean, in that way. I mean, uh, it's you get that same kind of uh, – you get that same kind of relationship. So I think that's brilliant. I love the fact that the city is behind us. It, it, to me, it's the most beautiful thing. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I just said, sorry, I just wanted to say. Uh, yeah, yeah, please. The, uh, I know, um, Rowan, you said that there's uh, cities behind you, but the guys from the Juggernauts were telling me the whole state's behind you. There's people traveling three, four hours to get to a game. Yeah. Um, show, shows incredible commitment and passion for the club. And, Obviously, now you've, I, like I said earlier, I think it's been a really good first season, uh, considering what you had to do to move a franchise from the capital to uh, Orisha. How difficult a decision was that? I mean, in hindsight, obviously, it was really good, but at the time, you must have yeah. been under a lot of pressure. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's, I'll go the first part, because next year I do want to go more to those cities that like Rokola and all the people where people are coming from three, four hours away. And I really want to do more stuff within that, those kind of cities. Cause I don't want why when we were picking a name for the club, we were, you know, Mubaneshwar FC and all this. And I said, no, we should pick Odisha FC because this is the state's team. Right. And yeah. I, and I, even my first interview I gave, I was like, you know, this is for the state. It's not just Mubaneshwar. So my, my obligation is to make sure that everybody, even if you can't come to the stadium, that you feel like you're part of this family. And so that's why next year I won, and you know, that's we're doing a lot. We did actually started this year a lot of our scouting programs in these more remote uh, hinterland parts of Odisha to try to start scouting kids there, bringing them here. We want to do more events there next this year, and unfortunately with the COVID nineteen being an issue, 
we were going to hopefully start in the summer and do all these things now and kind of build momentum and start getting it up. Um, but to get to more of your point about the decision, look, that was a very hard decision. It wasn't completely my decision. I know that, you know, at the end of the day, the, the ugly side of football is football needs capital in order to, to do anything, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, yeah. without capital, Real, if you told Real Madrid you're in $20 million loss every year, they're not going to spend work on that. Absolutely. That's nothing for Real Madrid, but like 80 million loss, 100 million loss, they can't spy all the players, right? And so what was happening in Delhi is that we were getting squeezed, right? So everything had a cost. There was very not much support no matter where we tried. And then if you're already losing a lot of money, you can't invest it in things like marketing and, mm. and as much as we tried to invest as much, but that's why we had to move our reserve team because that was becoming a cost issue. And, you, and the stadium is costing you so much money when your practice fields are costing you so much money and you're writing to the government saying, hey, we're happy to move stadiums. We'll move to uh, um, the, the, we want to move to the uh, DEU stadium because Forget the league had said nothing against uh, uh, who was the other stadium, but everybody kept wanting me to go to. Uh, do you remember the name? I don't know if any Nevin. I don't know what's it's, the what's the main the the other stadium that's near the cricket stadium, I believe. Ambedkar Stadium. Uh, Ambedkar, yes. Yeah, sorry, I can't say where yeah, yeah, forgotten. Yeah. That was one thing I would never forget until a year ago. Now I forgot. But Ambedkar, <laughs> yeah. we tried our best to move to Ambedkar. That wasn't working out, and it was just it was just nightmare after nightmare. And I, and I think. Where I drew the line was the fact that we were, lo- we were losing so much money. It was all just outflow, 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 outflow. And unfortunately, it can't be sustainable. And that's why the other owners left. They sold it to, they sold it to us because they're like, we can't sustain this anymore after the second season. And we were in talks from the second season to 2015, actually. So that was yeah. like, and deal got done in 2016. But they were already looking for new partners in 2015 because they already knew it's a money drain in that place. So we tried our best to make as much as we could. Unfortunately, we weren't getting any relief from either from the league, from the government. So we, were, we weren't really looking at it. I know rumors had started earlier, but we weren't looking at that time. I, I know because I have all these tweets tagged denying these because at that time, that was not true. We were not looking for anything. We were really trying to make things work. And all of a sudden, just out of the blue, um, the, the government of Odisha contacted my father and because and we're doing some kind of thing because they're shipping. And they asked, you know, we have Delhi. We heard that you're not doing well there. Why don't you come? To Odisha, at first, we didn't really want to move because Delhi as a city is more of a sexier city. We were trying to sell to international sponsors and then trying to sell to international players, different investors and stuff like that. But when we came and we heard from the government how much they want to help us in terms of what they're giving us in terms of infrastructure, how they want to build our youth academies, which was one of the biggest things. The whole reason why we came to Indian football was to develop Indian players. And I don't know, Brad, you know Russell Peters, but there was that joke that you can't have, how come a city of a billion, country of a billion people can't have 11 players play football? And that always stuck with me. And I, that's why we got involved with football because we wanted to develop the kids. Of, of, and that's why we partnered with the Spire Academy is to develop the kids further and further and further. And uh, that's why we got involved. So we knew we get the proper residential academy, we get the proper field, we get the proper practice pitch. And something Yvonne Bravo told me from who's director of Aspire, he said, Rohan, look, if you stay in Delhi, you can never have your center, which every, every English or Spanish, or French, German football team has, a, has their practice field, their apartments where the players stay, where the main pitch, the same, where everything is close by. You can't have, you know, one area of town, 45-minute drive in Noida, having your practice, uh, having your apartments, and then uh, your practice pitch is here, and your main stadium is in our 10, 20-minute drive. You have to have a compact area where everybody can, they know. This is your base. This is where Delhi Diamonds is going to be. This is where Odisha FC is going to be. This is your base. And I didn't have that in Delhi because our offices were in, uh, in, in one of the, in, uh, where were they? 
they were in uh, the other side of town. We had, at one point we were staying in Faridabad. One part was Faridabad. We had the same wow. in Delhi, <laughs> and then we had the other part was in uh, our offices were in. Jeez, um, I'm totally forgetting my Delhi geography after being out for just one, for one, uh, for only one year. I'm forgetting my, but it was in uh, in uh, uh, it was really far out. It was another other end of town. Gurgaon. And so was it in Gurgaon? Not Gurgaon. Not Gurgaon. Um, it was um, the southern side. Yeah, it was near. It was it was closer to uh, man, uh, Okla. It's Okla. It was in Okla. Okay, okay. Phase three. So Okla phase three. Then you had the jail in the stadium, and then we had the team in Faridabad, staying in Faridabad. And as you can imagine, getting from the airport from this, it was just a night. And in Odisha, I have my practice pitch, my main pitch, my office, and the the, the house at Arsenal was far away, fifteen minutes drive. But everything, at least my office, practice pitch, main pitch where the, the youth academy is going to be because they're staying inside Kalinga. Everything is in Kalinga. So if you want to have an Odisha FC experience, it's just come to Kalinga Stadium. And that's where everybody is. I'm there. The team is there. The gym is there. The practice pitch is there. The kids are there. And that, to me, is a very great selling point because we have a base now. We have a place we put our flag in and say, this is where we are. If you want to find Odisha FC, we are here. And I think that's a great thing that I like. And it feels more inspiring. You look out your window and you see the, you know, the home field and you get your ideas. You see the stands. It's a more you know, you feel like more like a football team that way. And then looking outside of Oakla and you see nothing and, you know, you're so isolated <laughs> from the team. You're so isolated from the club now. So I like that fact that I have a base. And it's uh, very similar to how clubs are set up in Europe where everything is logistically right. accessible in one place and you've got all your teams practicing in one place. So it gives a bit more cohesion as well. Um, if it's okay, I just want to ask a few questions about... Of course. Um, about yourself and obviously uh, living in the UK whenever I talk to um, uh, people back home I want to know where their passion for football came from because obviously growing up in the UK it's from very young age you've got your club you've got your um, you know you play football from a very young age so it's it's with you all the time how did football um, hit you? <laughs> You're not gonna like this answer but it's when USA drew with you with the UK with England in 2010 World Cup I was in oh London at the time, and uh, Robert Green had the, that howler. I think Land Donovan was the guy who scored. Clint Dempsey, Ron Donovan had just a howler, let him pass, and we drew. And I was in, and it was in a, I was in a pub, and I went crazy. And I was, I couldn't believe USA had tied with England because you're, you're led to believe in US that England's are the gods of football. You, you can't. It's gonna be a blowout. And, and since then, I became a fan because it was a huge moment for me because watching USA doing well. So I was, I don't know if you can tell from my accent, I was, I was born and raised in America. And uh, I lived there for about, about six years before I went to call, uh, before I went to Dubai, I lived in Dubai for two years, then went back for college and, and for another four. And so for me, I, I've always looked to the U.S. national team. And so when that happened, I went crazy. And we went out, we went out that group. Uh, we went, we, we, drew, we had that stoppage against Algeria. And then we, we lost to Ghana. I was so upset we lost to Ghana because that game was, I felt like it was fixed because they, they gave that, the referee was so bad, he gave that stupid penalty. And I, was a cr- I remember I was crying that night in my room because I was so mad USA lost because they had such a heartening performance. And since then, uh, I got into football more. And it was cemented when um, I went to San Francisco not long after because Spain had won that World Cup. And I was, I was in a hotel in San Francisco and the Spanish national team, or was Spanish national team? Or, I think the Spanish national team, or no, Real Madrid was there. No. I was, I don't know how, I can't remember if it was Vashal's team or if it was Real Madrid, but they were staying in the same hotel. And, and I met, 
and of all the players who would talk to me, it was Iker Casillas was the only player who would talk to me. Wow. And because of that, I became a fan of Real Madrid because of that. I think it was the Spanish national team. I don't think it was the Real Madrid show, but Iker Casillas came and I, 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 I shyly said hi because I just watched the World Cup and after the performance he had. And he was very nice, very friendly. He talked to me for about 10 minutes. Even Sergio, and Sergio Ramos was there as well. And, and because of that, I became a Real Madrid fan because of that, because I just Iker Casillas would talk to me. And so uh, that's how I became more into football that way. And since then, I was watching the women's national team do well. Which Alex Morgan huge. and yeah, that is our best. Our bread. I remember I watched both women's World Cups. I've seen. I remember the one, the the penalty shootout. I think when they lost against Japan was heartbreaking. Um, but I remember the game had against Brazil, where it just uh, was Rapino had that crazy goal and and just that that was wow. amazing and. The 2014 World Cup, where when when uh, we managed to get out of that group of death with Portugal and Germany and and Ghana again, that was a crazy year. And and Tim Howard stood on his head against Belgium for almost saved the game, and that was crazy. So I I became through U.S. football. That's how I became more of a fan. And then through Real Madrid, I guess and I was watching. Nowadays, unfortunately, I am so far behind in my football because I'm just focused on the club. And once you have a club that's your own. It's so hard to get excited for anything else. Even my American sports teams, I used to follow a lot of American sports. Does and, that explain the white in the jerseys? Uh, <laughs> no, actually, the white. I'll tell you. The, I'll tell you the backstory for that even too. So when when we moved to Odisha, we had to redesign our whole jerseys from to Delhi to Odisha again. Mm-hmm. And my my father likes white. Uh, mm-hmm. I designed the away jerseys. He designed the home jerseys. So uh, Rod can <laughs> thank my my dad for the white and blue. I I like I like to always make our away jerseys funky because I like to make it something that's more avant garde. Yeah, um, so I went with the my, I went with the black and the pink and the light blue. But my father likes white and blue and simplicity and this kind of thing. And so he did the white and blue. So uh, your father sounds like a top 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 guy <laughs> loving uh, white and blue. Yeah, he likes even our company's colors are more more navy blue, but they're navy blue and white. And he likes that kind of ocean theme, and that was his whole idea. So, I'm gonna side with Rohan here. I like the away jersey more. <laughs> I, I, nobody else likes them. I'm so frustrated. I I I love no, no, the away jersey like so it. much. And next year, I'm trying. I'm trying to go something crazy again, and I'm trying to go with new ideas. But uh, it was a very bold design. Just, it was a very bold design. Yeah. Yeah. I like bold designs because in India yeah. we do too safe. Everything in Kerala yeah. is yellow and Chennai is the blue and then the thing and Bangalore does their blue and they the green sometimes. They a little bit funkier on their I thought Jamshedpur was a little experimental. Yeah, I like Jamshedpur. They put the design, yeah. the local design yeah. on the M. I mean, we would have liked to done. And I think the good thing about next year, Nevin, is I can have this more because Odisha has such a great artistic community. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't believe it. There's so much art in Odisha. They, they do all those designs, graffiti and Sand of course, yeah, I, yeah. I want to give it. I want to let the. I want to let um, my ideas. Let people design their wagers. I'm already or something. <laughs> because it'll be a fun design. I think they'll do a good job with it. Can I ask Ron? I mean, we heard yeah. about your passion and where it came from, and then you know your love of American uh, national teams and how you got into that. Yeah, Although yeah. I might add, uh, were you the lone American fan in that London pub? I I was I was I I didn't see any other Americans. I know. Uh, I, I didn't. I don't. I mean, if I did, I don't recall it because that was about ten years ago. But I. I That's a very great thing to memory, do. I well, you know, I, luckily I'm I, I'm not a non-threatening guy. So, and I think more at that point, at that point, they were just more pissed at Green than anybody else. <laughs> they were more mad at me. Well, Green it was is such a dumb goal to let in. 
Yeah, Green is remembered uh, even in the lineup when the national anthems were being played. He looked very, very nervous. So that's what he's remembered for. Yeah, so that's I think that's why I drew more of their attention than anybody else than me having I mean, jumping around. Well, that's the end of part one. I really hope you enjoyed it. Um, Nevin and I look forward to reading your comments and feedback. It does make um, a big difference to us uh, receiving those. It keeps us motivated uh, to continue doing these podcasts. And uh, we'd really appreciate it if you did enjoy the podcast. Do enjoy listening to Desi Sportscaster. Hit the like button. It does make a difference uh, to us. Like I said, it keeps us motivated uh, to continue doing the podcast. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Yeah.